Welcome to the Downtown Podcast, episode 38. This week in She Hustle, we will be celebrating Jessica Nabongo. Let's get into the show. everyone good morning good afternoon good night and thank you for tuning in with me Kay and welcome to another week's episode of downtown podcast I hope you are having a wonderful 2020 thus far despite all of the sad news going out there just out of respect I would love to say RIP to pop smoke RIP to Kobe Bryant RIP to all of the special people out there that we have lost um, recently in 2020. I know it's been hard on everyone, but please stay encouraged, be encouraged. And on a lighter note, as I said, this is episode 38 and I am so excited to have finally had a chance to have a conversation with one of the world's most interesting people to me and that is Jessica Nabongo and the reason she is that interesting is because she is the only and the first black woman to have traveled to every single country in the world and if there was someone I would love to understand their perspective of how they have seen the world thus far and experienced it it would be her so I am excited for you guys to be able to listen in on this conversation and please leave your comments below and if you're listening feel more than free to comment on social media or wherever at the hashtag or the handle at downtown world d-w-n-t-w-n-w-r-l-d and i'm reminding you all to also subscribe to our youtube channel to stay current and updated on recent interviews and i'm hoping everyone as I said, is having a positive 2020 this far. And let's get into She Hustle. Okay, welcome to the She Hustle segment where I take the time to highlight those that have accomplished some outstanding things that everyone should hear as a source of motivation and inspiration. This week, we celebrate none other than Jessica Nabongo, I hope I pronounced that properly, founder of Jet Black, The Catch, and the first Black woman to travel to every country in the world. I'm excited. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with her. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Kay. How are you? I am doing amazing. It's my favorite month. I'm feeling blessed. And how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. I'm at home preparing for another trip. So things are going as normal. <laughs> That's beautiful. If you don't mind sharing, um, where is that next trip to? I'm actually going to Uganda, which is my homeland. So beautiful. Yeah, I haven't been since 2017. So I'm excited to get back to spend some time with family, um, and yeah. That is amazing. I don't pick up the accent, so that means you've been away for too long. Well, no, I was born in the U.S., but all of my family is from Uganda. Okay, so, okay, okay. I'm a dual citizen, so yeah. For Uganda and for the States? 
exactly. That's beautiful. Even though this that isn't something I really wanted to go into this week, um, I just want to ask out of curiosity because I like to travel as well, and my family is from Jamaica, and mm-hmm. I always consider is that something I should do? Um, getting a dual citizen citizenship for out there. What are your opinions on like doing that with like where your I guess family is from and who do you really like recommend that stuff for? Um yeah, I mean I think well yeah, number one, you have to make sure you're eligible. So um it depend every country is different. Um some countries allow dual citizenship, some don't. I believe Uganda started allowing dual citizenship in 2009, I want to say it was either 2008 or 2009, um, so relatively recently, and the reason I did it is for a number of reasons. Number one, um, because I'm very proud of my Ugandan heritage, and it's very much part of who I am and how I grew up, um, and number two, it gives me access um it gives me access in a different way. So, like, when I'm traveling on the continent, most times I use my Ugandan passport because then I don't have to pay for a visa, um, which obviously saves me a lot of money. Um, and, you know, like, part of even the journey to every country in the world, I use my Ugandan passport as much as possible, even outside of the continent, because I really wanted people to see, like, an African passport holder who is traveling only for tourism. Because I think those images are important even for, like, immigration officers. Definitely. I love that you said that because also um, on the site, I've said that this month for Black History, I felt like a lot of the time, not that I'm denying slavery because it is a part just a small, not a small, but it is a part of our history. But I also feel like, you know, every year I kind of do the typical black history facts and not that I'm ever bored of it, but this year I was like, time to kind of look in a different aspect. And if you go on the site, the first thing that I have there is that black history this month is all about representation and not how they see us, but how we see ourselves. And I'm noticing that is a lot of the conversation going off with those of like Ava DuVernay and all the people I feel like Sean King pushing the culture forward and still bringing awareness to like important things going on. So I feel like you even saying that it just even solidifies what I've been feeling um, the conversation about black people should start being more frequently. So that's beautiful. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I was in Ghana in December and I was talking to um, this artist, she's an artist and she's um, an interior designer and she had this installation and really the point of her installation was to say like our history didn't start with slavery. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've been thinking about lately. Um, I think representation is absolutely important. Slavery is a thing that happened and completely shifted the entire world. Um, But there's a whole history of the world before 1619, you know? Um, And I think it's really important to talk about the people who are doing things then if we think about, like, um, what's his name, Musa, the Malian who like so rich that Europeans were talking about him you know if we think about um you know just going back into African history because 
Black History Month obviously started in the U.S. and it's very U.S. focused and there's so many Americans, Black Americans, who have literally changed our world. Um, if we think about Garrett A. Morgan, who created the light bulb, or the stoplight, the traffic light, yes. um, and people like that who literally impact us every single day. But that's all built on the foundation of what Africans did for the world. And so I think there's a lot of learning to do. Um, because... Yeah, so I think that's something that we probably should spend, I at least should spend some more time doing, because if you really think about it, like, first of all, 54 countries in Africa only really started existing in the 50s, right? Like, those weren't countries. There were kingdoms. And so I think what would be amazing is, like, if we spend a lot more time focusing on those kingdoms, what they were, who they were, um, and things like that. Definitely, and I would love to... I, I actually didn't know that part of the f- stories or the facts, so I would love mm-hmm. to research and learn about that, and I'm sure there's a lot of people, um, especially the young, I would say like 20s to early 40s range, we're willing to listen, we're willing to now make sure that for the generation coming behind us, which is, I believe they say Generation Z, is kind of like informed and we're able to now change these laws and change the way children are even taught in schools, right? So we're definitely, I'm, I agree with you 1000%. And (laughs) I would also like to say before we get further into the conversation that, um, thank you so much for just what you represent and what you do. Um, I don't, I don't, for for me growing up, because I'm in my late 20s, but for me growing mm-hmm. up, a lot of um, the time, it, I spent a lot of time researching and searching for people to look up to or people that have done things that maybe I would have thought as an idea, but there was no one in reaching grass that I could say, oh, but this person has done it to like physically attach it to something to know that it's like attainable. So thank you for what you've done and just your, even as simple as you say, using your passport, your Ugandan passport to make that awareness possible. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're bomb. I have to let you know. I have to let you know. Thank you. You know, it's still really interesting for me because I'm like, you know, I recognize the importance of what I did, but on the flip side, I'm like, well, I really just got on and off planes. Like, logistically, it was a nightmare, and it took a lot of planning, but, you know, it's, it's, it just goes to show how, sorry, it just goes to show how much we're lacking, you know what I mean? Because this is something that I wanted to do for myself for a really long time, and it was just like getting to a place where I could sort of figure it out logistically. Um, but the fact that that has moved so many people in so many ways, and beyond black women and black people, I mean, I get messages from people literally all over the world telling me um, what seeing my journey has done for them, and I'm so humbled. Um, but I really just hope that beyond traveling to every country in the world, I hope that people see me and realize that their dreams are valid and truly anything you can dream, you can achieve. Um, Like, you actually can do it. And I hope that's what people get from my journey. I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to ask you, Jessica, who's Jessica now versus Jessica prior to you traveling? 
Um, well, I've been traveling since I was four years old, so um, I don't think there is a Jessica. So, yeah, for sure. I don't think there is a Jessica without travel. Um, it's so much a part of who I am. Like my my interest in geography. I'm a nerd. Um, all of that. It's just so much a part of who I am and a part of who I've always been. Um, and I guess what you're getting to is how has travel changed me? Um, and I think it opened my mind and my heart in many ways. Um, the biggest thing for me when I travel is, uh, meeting people, understanding how people live, um, that's the most important part for me um, around traveling. And I think through meeting so many people from so many different walks of life, I've really changed my view of the world in that I now believe everyone on this planet to be my neighbor. Um, I believe every stranger to be a potential friend. Um, you know, I think what I've learned is that most people are good. And we're more similar than we are different. And so through all of those lessons, um, yeah, I think that travel has probably opened my heart towards um, humanity in a way that I could have never imagined. That is so beautiful. And it's like, for you also, what is it like traveling as a person of color to all of these destinations? What is that lens like? Um, yeah, so I mean, I can't really say, like, I can only talk about my experience, and I, I understand where this comes from, but I feel like the challenge is whenever people say, what's it like traveling as a black woman, I don't know what it's like to travel as anyone else, Yeah. It, so, you know, it's hard to, to say, this is what it's like, I can tell you what my experiences are like, and, you know, obviously you can see the body that I um, am living in. But I think it's, 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 it's dangerous to say that my experience as a black woman will be similar to other black women because, number one, the experience of blackness is not a monolith, um, largely because we're all treated um, in different ways based on how people view us. Like, I'm very visibly African, so my experience is going to be very different than someone who, you know, is at the lighter end of Thank you, Roberta. 
people, and people were so kind, even though who didn't speak English. Yeah. Um, and then, as far as Eastern Europe, like, I love Bosnia, Montenegro, school, um, Croatia is great, like, so there's so many countries. And, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing, but some people have heard negative stories from other black people, and they're like, oh, well, I heard Russians don't like black people. Because your one black friend went and had a negative experience, and so you're going to discount the experience of, like, tens of thousands of other people. Um, so, yeah, all of that to say, I think we have to take negative stories with a grain of salt in the same way that we clearly take positive stories with a grain of salt. Because you'll hear 10,000 positive stories, and one negative story, you'll be like, oh, I can't go to that country because this happened to Jessica. Also, I feel yeah. like because I personally follow you on um, Instagram as well, and I love like your questions and your posts, and just like I love watching your lives. You'll just like answer everything, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> but also, what I'd say is you like what I get from you is like you exude um, an approachable, like positive energy, though. Like from what I like feel even just like being a follower like from that point of view and uh-huh. I feel like maybe that's even what helps your experiences to be better because you're walking into it thinking just like you're speaking on good person and you're not going into it thinking oh I'm black this person's this automatically they don't you know you don't put yourself in that box so I feel like that oh, absolutely. from the jump makes your experience 10 times better now i'm a really greedy person and i'm all about the food <laughs> so what do you eat when you go to all these places like what do you eat i know um as we were speaking i recently just came back from barbados it was amazing i ate everything epic 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 but what do you yeah. eat when you go to the places like Bosnia and Australia and different places like that? I mean, I'm eating whatever they're eating. I mean, it's typically, well, I don't eat fast food anywhere. So, like, I don't ever do you run consider to fast food, like the chains? Like, like American chain restaurants. Okay. Yeah, I don't eat chain restaurants typically in the U.S. nor abroad. So, like, I know. So I run a company called Jet Black. It's a boutique um, travel agency. And we, we did a trip to Kenya. And I remember within 24 hours, some of my guests had gone to KFC. And I was like, really? Like, you're away from home for yeah. seven days. And within 24 hours, you're eating KFC, which I thought was disappointing. So for me, like, I totally eat whatever they're eating. Um, I don't eat a ton of meat in my life. There's definitely zero meat when I'm in the U.S. where I can help it. But um, I eat everything when I travel um, within reason, I guess. But, um, yeah, I love trying local food. I And I, I really, I typically avoid going to, like, touristy places. So I like going to restaurants where, like, I'm the only foreigner there. Um, when I'm, you know, at my hotel, or if I have a guide, like, I'll ask them to take me to very, like, authentic places where they would go with their families, um, because I feel like that's the best way, not only to experience the food of a, um, country, but just to sort of get the cultural vibe, like, when you're the only foreigner in a place, I mean, obviously, people are like, what the hell is going on, why is this really get a vibe of the place people you know and I, I feel like people love to see 
see you in those spaces because it's so out of context and they're just like okay what's going on like we want to know a little bit more um and that's another great way to meet um locals as well I love that. So if you can name maybe like two things quickly that you've ate and you're like, this is phenomenal. And if you ever go here in the world, you need to eat this. What would you say? Oh, um, I don't know that I can name a particular dish. <laughs> it's just that. But I can name like some of my favorite food countries. Definitely. Um, so some of my favorite food countries, Italy, of course. Georgia, which I think is amazing, and people probably don't know much about the country. Um, Japan, Senegal, and India. My belly's just like inviting all of that right now. Yes. Uh, mine too. I'm also hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, what are some of the most powerful things you've learned in your life, and what country would you like associate that growth with? Um. Well, I think probably the most people are good is probably the most powerful thing that I've learned. Um, and the thing that has changed so much for me in terms of how I move through the world. Uh, but obviously I can't say that's about like one experience in one country. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a culmination of all of my experiences throughout my life. But, um, that's one thing. And I think the other thing that I've learned and you sort of mentioned it earlier is like the power of positivity. Um, I was not always a super positive person. People who know me for a long time can, you know, speak to um, some of my earlier news that were not that great. Um, but it was really in 2013. So in 2012, December 2012, I quit my job. Um, I was working in Rome at the UN, and I quit my job. And my team brought me several books. And one of the books that they brought brought me was Instructions for Happiness and Success. And so in January of 2013, I didn't really know what to do, so I bought, like, a ticket to go to Buenos Aires, where I had a friend from grad school living, and I planned to spend, like, six weeks just exploring South America, and during that time, I read this book, and I think it's really the same, it's like, this book is similar to The Secret, and, like, you know, all of these books that really talk about, like, manifestation, and being positive, and all of that. And I, it was really in 2013 where I started to complain because I was like, oh my God, be positive and your life is going to change. Okay, sure, it's that easy. Um, And then it's like, oh, wow, it's literally, right, but it's that easy, you know what I mean? And it's like, to the extent where I can, like, try to help explain that to people, I'm like, y'all, it really is that easy. Like, I know it sounds crazy, trust me, but it really is that easy. And the thing is, like, like, for example, I've been to 195 countries, right? I've never had food poison. And I really believe positive energy coats my stomach. Because I'm never going into a thing like, ew, look at that. It's so dirty. Oh, my God. I'm going to get sick. Oh, don't eat that. You're going to get food poison. I never, ever have looked at anything like that. Yeah. Um, I've eaten things that local. I remember I was in Pakistan, and um, I was with this photographer, and I saw this street food, and I was like, oh, I want to try that. And he was like, don't eat that. It'll mess you up. I was like, mm, but I want to try it. All these other 
people are eating it. He's like, do not eat that. And I was like, mm, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I ate it, and it was delicious, and I never got sick. It was like this, it was like lentils um, okay. being cooked like kind of as a stew, and then there was this bread, which was kind of like roti. Um, and it was delicious. It was good. And I was fine. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but you know, because it was on the street, he was oh, like, oh, like he, he was just kind of like, I don't eat that stuff. You shouldn't either. Um, Some people but yeah, I think, certain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just literally, I feel like, like you said, like, I think it's just a positive energy. Like, I'm not going into it thinking I'm going to get food poisoning if I eat this street food. I'm just going into it like, mm, what's this? I'm curious. Yes. Let me try it out, and then I do. P.S. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> P.S. If you were to start a book club, I would be like your first member, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. I feel like I should. You I definitely read should. So much. You definitely should. I would. I would love to join that book club. So sign me up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let me. Let me think on that. Let me think on that. Yeah, I read a lot. Like I even right before this call, I was reading. I try to read at minimum an hour a day which I still don't feel like is enough um but yeah I'm trying but it's like sometimes this guilt comes from me where it's like oh I could be working on this or I could be working on this but it's like yeah but how many hours do you spend on social media per day exactly exactly (laughs) for me it's more for work but definitely true um so creating jet black I love the concept love 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 the fact um for me what I would say, um, what I get from it, if like I were to travel with you, is I feel more comfortable because I'm just being honest for myself as a black woman, you're black. I'd be like, okay, wherever she's went, I'm good. You've already been there. Um, you seem like a fun person, so I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't want something like uptight. I want to have fun. So, what was your, um, what inspired Jet Black, and what was the experience like creating? Um, so, Jet Black came about because, um, I was planning a honeymoon for a friend of mine, and, um, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, you're a man of, he's a, celebrity. And so, when I knew he was engaged, I was like, oh, you should definitely go to Africa for your honeymoon because, like, you know, you're a man of influence and I think it's really important that we sort of shift the idea about Africa, you know. And so then he was like, okay, we'll plan it. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. And so I was just sort of planning um, planning this thing for me. Hmm, I could probably do this. And then, um, and that's when I decided to do it. And for me, in the beginning, I was focusing on increasing tourism, for Africa, Central and South America, and the Caribbean. Um, now it's definitely wider than that, now that I've been to every country in the world. Um, but we still do focus, like, that's still our specialty, because I feel like, I mean, obviously there's other people who know a lot about the continent, um, but I think, like, my competitive advantage, if you will, is that, number one, obviously, I've been to every country in the world. Um but, yeah, just having an understanding of, like, because most of what we do is luxury, not most, all of what we do is luxury. So, um, so it really is, like, just giving people a lens into traveling to these black and brown countries, but with a luxury um, edge to it. That is so dope. Love it. And please 
don't stop doing it. Now, I also notice, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I also notice um, at a, sometimes I'll see you say, like, you're going to a certain place, and if people can join uh-huh. you, is that also? Oh, um, well, it's pretty rare, but, um, okay. yeah, so I so, host okay. trips with groups. I, I host trips with Jet Black. So okay. we used to host a lot more. We used to do, like, I think in 20, what year was that? 20, um, <laughs> like 2016, 2017, we were doing, like, 10 trips a year. Um, but I've had to cut back on them because, obviously, I have other things that I'm doing now. Yeah. But probably twice a year we'll do it. So we have a trip coming up to Jordan in April. Um, it's already sold out. So the thing is, if you want to go on a trip with me, you have to be super quick because there's only ever 10 spots. Yeah. Because I like it to remain, like, sort of intimate. Um, so we have a trip coming up. It's going to be in September. We're going to be announcing it soon. So definitely go to globaljetblack.com, sign up for our newsletter so you can be one of the first to know. Because like I said, there's only 10 spots. And then get a it. hint as to where this location might be in September? Um, it's going to be to the country of Georgia. Love it. All right. September is yeah. my birthday month, so I'm kind of like, mm. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. It's going to be really, really great. Um, this is actually the first time I'm talking about it. Um, it's going to be a food and wine tour, which is Love, something we haven't done perfect. before. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it because it's really focusing on eating, eating three amazing meals every single day. I love to watch a lot of um, food and travel like vlogs on YouTube mm-hmm. and um, Georgia is one of my favorite places like when they explain how the food came about and you have like some Creole influence there and like certain things oh yeah it's amazing out there now most yeah. most group trips they don't in my opinion they don't usually work out on my end how do you properly <laughs> plan a group trip Um, I don't travel for a living. 
So I don't really know how to tell someone how to do that. I think that's a common misperception. Travel for me is a hobby. I mean, obviously, sometimes I have to travel for work. Like, I was just in Italy for work. But um, I don't travel for a living. It's just a hobby that I enjoy. So I do it pretty often. Um, but to that end, I think um, I think that there's... I don't, I don't know. I have to also say, we're living in this time and space where everyone's like, quit your job and travel the world. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a good idea. Because the thing is, like, if you're not used to traveling, you're going to get burned out. And so I, I always see these new travel bloggers, and then I look up six months later, they haven't been anywhere, because it, you can get really burned out. Um, and I think we're seeing that happening a lot with um, travel influencers right now. I think there's a very short window um, of time during which people tend to travel. Yeah. Um, but I think if you want to incorporate more travel into your life, you just have to know that it's possible. Um, you know, like, chase the deal, not the destination. So if you just want to travel, then put on, you know, like Google Flight, theflightdeal.com, airfare spot, a lot of planning. I don't. I think that you just have to be, you just have to decide that you're going to do something and then just do it. Okay, yeah, I agree. And in terms of like when someone is eventually going to travel would you would you this whole thing with like airbnb going on and recently there's been some things happening that are quite unsafe for people and i know over here in like canada they've risen the age to like booking an airbnb 25 and things of that nature so do you like recommend airbnb or would you prefer like i know i see you have hotel recommendations on your site so what would you like more recommend to people or does it depend on where they're going i mean honestly like i i use airbnb i typically use airbnb if I'm traveling with large groups, because, like, I prefer to stay in, like, houses and stuff when I'm with a big group. Yeah. Um, if I'm alone, I typically do prefer a hotel, but that's just because of how I like to travel. I enjoy having a bar at the hotel, being able to get food at the hotel if I don't feel like going out. Like, I like having a gym, so that's the way I like to travel. I think for some people, people enjoy hostels. Like, it's a great way to meet people, especially if you're on a budget. Um, but there, you know, I don't think anything is off limits, um, and there is not one particular thing that I always do. I think it really just depends on your personal travel style. Um, but yeah, I still think largely Airbnb is safe. I think, you know, one thing happens, and it's on the news, but they don't say, okay, Airbnb has X millions of bookings per year. Yeah. And, okay, this one thing happened here. Yeah. Even if there's 10 incidents, even if there's 20 incidences, it's still, it's they have, I'm pretty sure they're at millions of bookings now. Yeah. So I think we have to remember that. Remember I said we need to take negative stories with a grain of salt. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can meet people who use Airbnb and all, all the time who haven't had an issue, and someone who used it one time and they had an issue and now they'll square it off forever. Once again, and I also, I'm almost um, dead. I'll almost let you go, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you so much. But another thing, um, one of my favorite things to watch, because I myself am a bit of a nerd, is TED Talk. And it was so bomb for me. I love when 
I'm just going to say it when I see black people doing TikTok. It's not um, very often, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, people like Karen Civil, yourself, um, just a few of the black women I've seen been able to do a TED Talk in the U.S. So mm-hmm. a good person. What inspired uh-huh. you? What was that experience like? Like everything, like everything. We <laughs> everything. Like, what? You know what? Like, it was so stressful. <laughs> it had to be. Um, it had to be. So they actually reached out to me to do it right after I finished. I was actually still in the Seychelles. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, my dream was always to do a TED Talk, but I was just like, I am good because I'm really tired and I want to give myself a chance to rest. Yeah. And the executive producer of TED Up Detroit basically convinced me to do it. Um, I guess I got a judgment. But the thing is, you can't have... Um, there is no um, teleprompter, so you have to memorize it, and I've never memorized the speech, so I do a lot of public speaking, but I never, ever, ever memorize. I'm all about just, like, you know, talking off the cuff because it's all based on how I feel on that day, yeah. and so this was a very different experience for me, and so I, yeah, I was freaking out. And um, eventually I was like, all right, I can't try to memorize this because that's just not going to work for my brain. And so um, so then I just decided to just wing it. And that's what I ended up doing. And I used the, um, the images as prompts. And it, it worked. <laughs> um, and it was great. Like, I'm really happy with how it came out. Um, yeah, in the end, it was really, really great. But it was stressful. Doing it for what sure. inspired you to choose that topic? Um, so, you know, the theme of TED is like ideas worth spreading. Yeah. And so I really wanted to think, like, what is something worthy of, a, I mean, this is TEDx, but, you know, it's still the TEDx stage. And for me, it's like, I didn't want to talk about what was I going to do, like how to travel to every country in the world. That To me, that's not an idea worth yeah. tribe and things like that but how important oh, wow. 
yeah so i'm just trying to learn more um if you have any fun facts feel more than free to send it over but um what are how important is i know we kind of touched on it before but how important is knowing your like where your ancestry comes from and learning that history like how important is that to you and how do you feel like that can be an impact for those to come like or generations coming behind us yeah that's interesting because like i grew up knowing i was ugandan right and so for me i don't know the alternative well like for myself Um, i was canadian i didn't right right yeah, so I think, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to answer that question because I've, I've always known. I mean, I'm obviously incredibly proud to be Ugandan, um, and it's a huge part of who I am, but I think you can also be a whole person and not know where your great-great-grandparents came from. I think it's really, you know, if you want to figure it out, I think that's great, but I also think that you have to celebrate where you are and what you have. Um, I don't know much about the history of black people in Canada, but, like, as far as black people in the U.S., black American culture is the most... I was saying, I'm I'm first generation for my family here, but just, just in the sense of, like, you know, even me, like, even you saying this right now is the first time I've ever spoken to a black person that has had this answer. So as it is something like, new for you to be, like, well, I always kind of knew where I came from. It's so crazy for me to hear a black person say this. It's happy. I'm happy. But it's, like, on my oh. side of the world, it's it's a rarity, right? And then you have things I don't really agree with, Ancestry.com, but you have things like that that are now helping certain people to be able to trace that lineage. And some people feel like that is a part of their completion, to knowing, like, who they yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I can't Yeah, but that's dope. Like, for those people, but sure, I yeah. just really hope that people, you know, realize that they're a whole entire person, even if they never find out that information. Um, I think, again, like, it's good, but I don't want people to be stuck there and feel like that's somehow a block for them, because yeah. it shouldn't be. Yeah, and a fun question I kind of like to ask um, in closing is the elements, right? I won't share what mine is, Mm -hmm. but you have fire, water, wind, air. Mm -hmm. Which one do you choose and why? Water, all day, every day. Um... I just love the water. I love being by water. I love being in water. I love looking at water. Um, yeah, water is just a thing for me. Like, I feel at peace when I hear the waves, when I'm riding on water. Like, luckily, I never get sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely water for me. And, you know, we need water to live. Um, yeah. Same. with water. Same. I literally love the fact that in any environment, water finds a way to prosper. 
if it seems like there's no cracks or anything to get through, water will find a way or will sit on top and eventually evaporate. Like, it's just so, it heals oh, you. It's, it's, it's just, it's everything. So <laughs> I love to just, I know it's yeah. random. I'm a random person. Um, but that is a question I like to ask. And also, um, downtown, it stands for, which is the name of my blog, and it stands for Don't Waste uh-huh. No Time with Negativity. And... Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a question we love to ask every single person that I have the chance to speak with. So what is a way that you do not waste any time with negativity? Um, probably unfollowing people on the internet. Love it. And like, yeah, and like, you know, being like, being very conscious about what I'm filling my time with, um, and just being conscious of, like, the energy I'm putting out, and, um, cutting people out where necessary, so even if you've been friends with someone for decades, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to stay in your life, um, so confident love it and it is the time of love even though i don't really i don't want to push my ideas out there but you know as my brother would say right so um any just for the sake of for fun um any love tips or um sexy tips for our ladies and gents out there Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm very single. I'm probably not the person to be asking. Um, I don't know. I would, the only thing I would say is, like, stay open and stay open to what the universe brings into your life. That's the biggest thing. Like, I think, you know, many times we may be wanting love or partnership or, you know, uh, one-night stand. But I think you have to just be open. You never know what form that person may take. Um, and being open is probably the best way to ensure that it comes into your life. Beautiful. I I love um, one of the main focuses for me over the past couple of years has just been to say yes. And the worst possible thing that it can be is no. And that in my path has led me to meeting and being able to have the privilege to speaking with bomb people like yourself. And I feel like just accepting the world of love and just trying to radiate that out and not focusing on the negative aspects and um, what the bad things that people have to say and the people that don't support or the people that don't buy, like don't focus on that and focus on what is happening. And I feel like that alone will just lead you naturally to like where you need to be. And it makes your daily experiences more fun. I feel like when you see the world in that perspective, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm wishing you Jessica, nothing but love, and I'm hoping that you just continue to be yourself, because by you being yourself is inspiring young women like myself, and I'm sure plenty of others, and not just women, but, you know, I can only speak for myself, and just don't stop what you are doing. Um, I hope in the near future I'm able to plan something through Jet Black, and I'd love for everyone to support and to do that, because I'm sure if it was... Kim Kardashian or someone offering a service like this, everyone would be on it. So please don't stop what you are doing. Keep having the conversations you are having. And thank you again for joining us. 
this week. And is there anything that you would like to share? Where can people find you if they like to get in contact? Yeah, so you can find me all over the internet at the Catch Me If You Can. Yay. So thank you so much again. Um, this concludes this week's episode of Downtown Podcast, She Hustle segment. Um, and thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Well, guys, that's it for this week's episode. As I said before, leave a comment on your thoughts. I want to know what everyone thinks. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Downtown World, T-W-N-W-R-L-D, and follow us on Instagram at and Twitter at Downtown World as well. But most importantly, don't waste no time with negativity, and be sure to follow us also or check us daily on our website at downtownworld.com. Thank you. Have a great week.